What's up? It's the Touchdown Hoedown. Final thoughts. It's Saturday. That means we got to get ready for a week. What is this, week seven of NFL football? Week six? I, no one knows. No one knows. But all I know is it's another week of football. There's a good slate. Lots of money to be had. If you're missing the Tuesday show... I'm sorry. We can't with the, me and the, me and my man John only have so many hours in the day, so we decided to really focus on this final thought show that gets way more views and people are way more interested in our thoughts. So that's what we'll be doing. What's up, new guy? I'm the Degenerate 75. I'm a high limit DFS player who is here to help you not suck so bad at this. Because if you don't know, this should be tough. So with that said, let me introduce my partner in crime who knows as much about this shit, if not more than me, John Gold JD. How you doing, brother? What's up? Looking forward to breaking down this week's game. Are you re- are you ready for the Josh Jacob chalk? All you can eat, brother. Oh, it's man. all you can eat. And it's so gross because he is a good play. And like earlier in this week, I knew he would be chalk. And then just seeing the ownership projections, and I honestly think thirty five percent is probably like a pretty uh, conservative estimate of what he'll end up coming in at. I could see him hitting forty in single or forty five even in single entry. What's grosser, um, chalk? What's grosser, chalk? Jamal Williams, like four weeks ago. Uh, uh, who was it last week? Was it? Uh, you know last week or josh jacobs this week which one is the most gross i don't know so the crazy thing is they actually all had really good workloads that's the like Eno last week had an elite role he didn't get there in box score but he had an elite role um the same thing i mean josh jacobs hardly comes off the field he's involved in the pass game his role is elite and so it's really hard to fade these guys with these elite roles and like not saying they can't fail but like their their ceiling or their floors are so high, just given that they handle like eighty plus percent of their team's work. Sounds like uh, sounds like John's going full wiener mode this week. I can already see, I can already <laughs> hear the rationalization kicking in. Awfully early in the show for wiener mode, but okay. Uh, hey, new guy, you need to know. Here's the schedule right here. The big guy's busy all the time. I do college football. I do a lot of NFL football, and I also do golf. But no one cares about golf because it's swing season, and who cares about money? Am I right? By the way, if you're here for the drawing, first of all, you should be here for my personality, not for the drawing, you dickhead. But just so you know, it's right there. There's the big wheel. I'm going to be giving away a millionaire maker ticket that you get to make with me and my buddy John, and then we'll split the profits with you. If we win, we, you get a half a million dollars. John doesn't get shit. I get a half a million, you get a half a million. It's a sweet deal. He gets a high five and a thanks for the help, brother. I'll t- okay, I'll toss him like a hundo, okay? So chill out if you think I'm being mean here. Uh, all right, let's get going. Let's get going. So much to cover. Shut the fuck up and go. Uh, all right, contest selection. We talk about this stuff every week, new guys. So we're not like if you really want to know about contest selection, it's the most important thing you're doing wrong right off the bat, other than like playing donkey chalk all the time. So we're not going to dive into it. Go check out the old shows because the lessons are still there. Uh, John, do you have anything you want to talk about contest selection? Any specific contests or just general strategy for the people, or do you want to just move the fuck on? <laughs> no, I was trying to think of something for this segment because I know we we try to you know hit on this and tend kind of tend to say the same things most weeks. But so I guess one thing I, I'm trying to do a little bit of when I have time or when I'm around is to play either the early slate or the late slate, um, or you can play like the primetime only slates. Or I play with my buddies in a Monday through Sunday uh, or Monday through or Thursday through Monday week, um, which has all the games. So just playing some of those alternative slates where you know as many of the sharps don't play. Gives you an opportunity to um, like maybe play in a little bit softer contests, um, and you can also play like you don't have to play in the big flagship for each one of those. They have single entries for those. They have small field stuff for those, so you can play against smaller fields for a little bit less money, but you have a more realistic shot of actually winning. But sir, there's only one slate. It's the main slate, and there's only one tournament, the Millionaire Maker. I mean, do you realize how many people exactly. play this stuff and think that way? It's incredible. So here's my one piece of contest selection for you. New guy and old guy who's been watching me but doesn't fucking listen. Here we go. By the way, I have a fuck counter. That's coming to this show sometime, too. <laughs> That's already on the PGA channel. Come check it out. Um, here's what you need to realize. You're going to go chase that million dollars your whole life, and there's a better chance that you get run over by a car and have a plane land on you at the same time than you of winning that. It's just not going to happen. So here's what I really just want. Just try it for me one week. Go play in contest this weekend. Whatever slate you like. John said try different slates. I like that advice. Whatever slate you like, go play in GPPs. That's guaranteed prize pool. That's the tournaments, right? Play in ones that have no more than 2,000 people in them. 
2,000 people is the max entrance you can play. I would like to see even see you under 1,000, but 2,000, I'm going to ease you into it, okay? Quit trying to think, I got to win $100,000. That'd be life-changing money. If you win $5,000 in a GPP, you're going to be dancing in the streets naked. Start having realistic expectations, and you'll have all the fun, all the sweat, and all the excitement when you hit it, and it's so much more realistic that you'll hit it playing in a 1,000-person field than in one with 236,000 people in it. That's my... That's 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 my that's my uh, my my uh, request of you this week, brother. Okay. Hey, by the way, doing something new. You see this right here? This is the the modest seventy five because that's me on DraftKings. Yeah, I'm the guy at the top of the leaderboard. Uh, we have a contest. It's absolutely free. All you got to do is go click in the description of this. You get in there. First place, you get a millionaire maker with me and John. So you can win it with a drawing, or you can just earn it by being a badass at fantasy football. Go hop in. Two first two hundred people get in there. Second place. I, I know how bad it gets. It sucks to get second place. I got second in my Discord league for Thursday Night Football. You get a free month on my Discord just for that. So there you go. All right, let's talk weather. John, have you seen any concerning weather uh, leading into this week? Yeah, there's a few games that look like they may have some rain chances. Um, nothing like overly concerning. It looks like the Green Bay-Washington game has some rain. Cleveland-Baltimore has some rain. And uh, Chicago, the Patriots has some rain. And then uh, it looks like the Jets and Denver have some chance for rain and win. Um, which is actually that was a game I was pretty low on generally to begin with. Is so, there is there any uh, chance that the rain and wind actually uh, helps? Uh, you know, like Russell Wilson or you know Carson Wentz. I know I keep saying these hurt quarterbacks. Any chance it makes them actually throw the ball straight into their targets? <laughs> I don't think you can make Russ any worse. So sure. I mean, yeah, right? It's like you can't make it any worse. So it's like it's like when your golf game's off, just go play in like gale force winds, and it'll probably help you hit the ball straight. It's a little strategy I've came up with over the years. Any other any other takes? John's checking his phone. Everybody, terrible YouTuber. Uh, terrible. I know. YouTuber. I know. I was. Uh, I was making sure your audio sounded good, my man. Oh, does it? Okay. I hope uh, the, the editor's checking him. Okay. Hey, while you're here, new guy, go like and sub. No ads on these videos. All I ask is you like and sub. Let's get to the slate. This is Run the Sims. If you don't know, it's the best tool-assisted site out there. Me and John swear by it. We use it. We use it for showdown. We use it for week-long. If you want to check it out, they have week-long, month-long packages, 20% off using my code DGEN75, D-E-G-E-N-75. John, you want to start at the beginning or you want to start at the end? Because both of these games that sandwich this slate are both pretty appetizing, in my opinion. Yeah, so this is another one where we have, um, like, a lot of the way we are, we're still, you know, two weeks into the buys now. We have a lot of decent teams on the primetime slates. And so with four five or four four o'clock games um, and two of our highest over under games coming in the four o'clock slate, like I, I know I feel like I say this every week, but this is another s- slate where you should be thinking about what your strategy is for these late games. Um, I think in particular, this Chargers Seattle game is going to be uh, very popular. Uh, it has the highest, right? Yep, the highest over under on the slate. I think people have uh, seen pretty good success targeting games with the Seattle team in it um, in terms of hitting like ceiling outcomes. Um, and so I can see that being like a really popular game. So just like macro slate view, I would um, be thoughtful in terms of what your plan is for those four o'clock games. Um, I actually think the KC game is going to come in less owned than it should because people will see like Casey against a pretty good defense in San Francisco and assume that they'll get shut down, like similar to what we saw the bills do to them. Um, but I actually think Casey like actually has a decent chance. So I, I would use that as my pivot game probably. Um, if, if I was like general, just thinking of like high level strategy. Um, I think if I did well in the early one o'clock games, I would look to play that Seattle chargers game. But if not, I think the Houston Vegas or the KC San Fran game would be my preferred pivot games. So the Houston, um, the so Houston Las Vegas game is not going to be chalky other than like a couple specific pieces, right? Yeah, it'll be interesting. So Foster Moreau is likely going to start at tight end and I could see him getting a little bit of popularity at tight end just because we need value on this slate. Um, so Waller's already been announced out, but Moreau was, uh, he's been missing as well. So I'm not sure if he'll make his way back, but if he does, I could see him at 2,800 being popular. Any chance they flex him out wide and he's literally on an Island of Dr. Monroe. <laughs> no, <laughs> is that a joke that I missed? Uh, <laughs> That's a, it's a cheesy movie. Actually, I think it's, I don't know. They had Marlon Brando. <laughs> I remember watching as a kid being all excited. And then I was like, this movie fucking sucks. Um, <laughs> it was stupid. There's animals being in human, uh, whatever. Uh, I just wanted to say Island of Dr. Monroe. Okay. There you go. I worked hard to get that joke in there and I even, okay. 
Uh, we're going to, yeah. So I, you say we always talk about this, but it is the most underutilized things that top players do in DFS is late swap. Uh, it is just something they're doing. You set your lineups, and then at noon when they kick off, Lord's time zone, you're like, well, set it and forget it. See you, bye. And you just fucking forget about it, right? Whereas, like, the top players are sitting there looking at how their lineups are performing, how their early correlations are doing, how their one-offs are doing. And if they're smashing, they're already thinking how that affects their lineups heading into the afternoon. And so, like, if you just want to blow that part off, you're already playing like a noob. And you're already losing a big edge where you could be playing the game instead of just having picks, right? You make your lineups and your lineup means so much to you and you care so much about it. But, like, at the end of the day, if those first three guys in the afternoon suck, you need to go switch to all the pivots in the afternoon because that shit ain't going to cash anyways in a GPP. So get over your picks yeah. and play the game. That, that's exactly right. And the, the the counter to that is, so I think it was either last week or two weeks ago, where the Dallas D was like the uber chalk in the 4 o'clock slate. Um, and, and so if you had a lineup that was doing well, I think you should have been pivoting to that Dallas D. And we actually saw the winning lineup in the Millie Maker in a lot of contests because Dallas D ended up putting up a 20-burger. And so... Um, that was like a lineup you, you should have never had a lineup with Dallas's D in it unless you hit the early slate. And so those guys that smashed were able to put in that chalky defense that I that got there too. You so know, say you're set, say you're sitting in twenty third place in a GPP and everybody ahead of you is out of minutes and you still have your defense left, right? And you see six guys right behind you that are all pretty close, and you go look at their lineups and they they have uh just their defense remaining too. The best thing you could probably do is go play the chalkiest defense because you already have them boxed out knowing that you're ahead of them and that they likely already have that chalky D in there. And now there's literally no way they can pass you. You guys can jump other people together, but they will never pass you. And that's just playing the game, right? Whereas if you're one of those six guys behind the guy in front of you, you probably want to go pivot to one of the other defenses because you know he's most likely going to have the chalky defense. I guess you could play for second if you want to, but I'd rather just take the chance that defenses are arbitrary and random and just go take the the, the pivot defense and uh try to jump him that's how you do it right john yeah and so that's exactly right and you can think about it in like a smaller field to like get an even more um like you know take things to their extremes to kind of learn the, the learn the lesson from them so taking to extremes if you're playing like those three man say you can literally go once the one o'clock games happen and you can get a really good idea what their remaining roster spots are right you can look at their their lineups you can see how much salary they have left what positions they have left to fill and you can get a good feel for what those spots are. And so like when it comes to being pivot to making pivots, then you, you, you have an idea of what they're playing, what scores you need to beat. As you see, you know, with three players, it's very easy to compare your scores, but the same idea holds true for a massive field tournament. You're, you're looking where you stand in that massive field tournament relative to all the other scores that have happened up to that point. And then what do you need? Do you need to box people out from being able to pass you by playing the chalk, or you need to take a pie in the sky approach of like playing some low on guys, where you're not going to win anyways unless these low on guys smash. So at least give yourself a chance to either you know salvage a min cash or you know in the best of cases you know run up the leaderboard. Um, but just playing the same plays as other people once you unless you have a masses lead is just going to put yourself into like the middle of the field, not going to cash. You just get chunked into that middle of the field. There it is. A lot of strategy coming at you tonight. Now let's talk some old games. All right, so the first game we're going to talk about is this Detroit-Dallas game, right? 49 points is a nice total. I see Amon Ross St. Brown showing up 20% in the optimal. If you don't know, new guy, the optimal is how frequently that player shows up in the optimal uh, lineup, and 20% is a super high number for a wide receiver. John, why do you think Amon Ross so high? Yeah, I was looking at his inputs earlier because I was running some sims earlier, and he, he uh, appears pretty frequently in mine. His input uh, is like a 28% market share and uh, similar to for TD uh, receiving share. And so I think his projection just or his uh, optimal rate just gets a pretty high boost from his share of this offense that like, a, you know, just from a medium projection uh, using the over under like should have a fairly uh, good opportunity to put up fantasy points. My concern with Amon Ra, aside from like coming back off injury, he's had a couple weeks now. Hopefully, he should be mostly healthy. But that this Dallas defense is actually good. Mm -hmm. um, That's what I was thinking. And so I, I don't know that I'm super excited to play Amon Ra coming off an injury against like a pretty stout Dallas defense. Um, so I probably won't be playing Amon Ra, even though I saw the same thing you did when I was running Sims earlier, that he, he does show good leverage especially because I don't think he'll get ownership. I think people will be scared both off the Dallas defense and off of his injury history recently. Yep. Um, and 7100 is not exactly cheap. 
<clears throat> yeah, no, exactly. I think you you can get them at uh, low ownership. I would guess like seven to ten percent or mm-hmm. less. Um, like people can actually forget about him. He may come in at five percent. The reason I don't is I think people are going to want to play this Dallas game, so I think he's a pretty natural bring back in uh, Dallas stacks. Um, so I could see him like uh, not getting just absolute floor ownership of like two or three percent, just because people want to play him as a bring back in a popular game. So speaking of bring backs, do you have or not bring backs, but coming back from injuries? Do you have any interest in DeAndre Swift? Or are you worried about like him being capped at how many plays he's going to have this game? Yeah, I want to hear what the reports are. When I was reading this morning, uh, like reports said that he's going to play but be limited, and you never want to see that on a running back um, or really anyone, but definitely not a running back. I guess with Swift, I like would be somewhat interested if he's going to come in really low owned because even if he's going to be limited, he's the type of player that can like break it on a few plays. So um, I guess I'd be a little interested, but again, with this Dallas defense. I think if I'm playing anything on this, it's probably like Zeke on the other side of the ball as leverage off a chalky CD Lamb. Super chalky. Um, or like 22% like CD Lamb is crazy. Yeah, it's really hard to play a wide receiver at that. Like, like so I'm, I'm like debating whether or not I eat the J, J, uh, Josh Jacobs chalk this week. And like that's a, at a running back position, I think it's easier, one, to like feel like you have a better handle on what their workload is going to be. Um, and like I think they're – efficiency is a little easier to predict as well uh with a wide receiver it's really hard to predict both efficiency and just what their role is going to be game to game except for like the true alphas right um so i, I will like, say this high cd lamb is going to get way more quality passes thrown to him with dak prescott at quarterback over cooper rush we can agree to this right like he's going to get more quality targets Oh, I think Dak's a better quarterback. So I think in terms of like Dak getting in there, he will. But I also think Dak's a better quarterback, so Dak can spread the ball out more. I think when you have a lesser quarterback, mm-hmm. he tends to get locked in on like a first read and like goes to a safety blanket, being seedy like pretty regularly. Whereas when you have Dak, he's like more apt to be able to hit all of his uh, reads and like move through those more than just locking into CD and like just peppering the shit out of him. Um, I can see, like, we know Dak loves Gallup, and so, like, if they're both healthy and playing, I think Gallup represents, like, a pretty good pivot as well. All right. Is this a game you're going to stack, yes or no? I want to see what they say about Dak, but if he's fully healthy, I'm somewhat interested in stacking Dak, yeah. Okay. There it is. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm interested in a Dak stack, too, and the nice thing is Detroit always has good runback options. Uh, Detroit, Carolina, disgusting. Uh, <laughs> what's Carolina's total here? Uh, implied total, 14 or something like that? Ridiculous. F- 15. <laughs> yes. How dare I disrespect your team? Uh, to me, it's so sad. is this not like, is this not a Fat Lenny uh, uh, time right here? Or is this one of those games they get so far ahead they even rest Fat Lenny? Yeah, so I actually was thinking that Rashad White could be somewhat sneaky if Fat Lenny does get rest because, like, Tampa's not going to need to score points, right? They'll be able to do whatever they want to do. Yep. And so why do we want to go run Fat Lenny into the ground? Why not let him take a back seat and rest and let my boy Rashad take 50% of the work? I probably won't play him in DFS, like, except for maybe, like, the Millie Maker. But uh, my best ball shares are excited for this week because I, I think there's a pretty good chance like Tampa we can just do literally whatever. Do you, you see that tweet I sent out? Uh, uh, they asked who who. Uh, let's see who has the highest exposure. Deontay Foreman out there, and I tweeted back <laughs> at underdog. I have forty three percent Deontay Foreman. Beat that, motherfathers. Yeah. Has anyone beat it? I, I haven't seen anybody. One guy's like, man, I thought I, I had imagine. the highest, and he only had like twenty four percent. I'm like, get out of here with the amateur numbers. You get out of here. Um, I think I'm right in that mid twenties range. I mean, you're the well, one that got 30s. me. Where every time it was the 16th round, and there was nobody that I liked, it was just auto Deontay Foreman. Just every 16th yeah. round, I took him. Or 18th round. That's 18th. one thing I'll probably spell next year is uh, like trying to get a little more diversity in those later rounds because I was doing the same thing with like the same three backs mostly, like Isaiah Spiller, uh, Deontay, yep. uh, Josh Kelly. Like there was like a handful of guys that I was grabbing at like the end of drafts, like consistently. I probably need to diversify that a little bit more next season. Hey, I don't know. I'm, I, I got to put some more thought into best ball because right now, knock on wood, <laughs> things are going pretty well. Hey, same here, brother. Uh, Kate Otten, any, uh, he seems the optimizer seems to love him. 2,700 worth it as a punt. Yeah, I think uh, Bray is out again. And so that I think definitely makes sense. My only play is like, do they really need, like, I, that is my concern is do they need to do anything to score points? Like, yes, they'll score, but if they score 21, does everyone just, 
hang out and they win 21 to three because yeah, if they can't win 21 to three Kate Otten could have five catches 60 yards and a touchdown in that in those 21 points absolutely and he's only 2700 um, that's a I smash that's, that's a smash if yeah. you get what what would that be 17 points smash <laughs> all right let's move on to this one I when when I first saw games this week this was one of the sneakier ones but now that I'm seeing this line uh, I don't know. Maybe I just want – these are two teams I just always want to believe in. I think that's why I thought it could be a sneaky shootout game. Jacksonville and the Giants. Is there anybody in particular in this game that stands out to you? And am I an idiot for even considering this having any shootout potential? Uh, I don't I mean I don't ever want to say anyone's an idiot for thinking a game can shoot out. But, um, but yes. I don't just don't, I just don't know that the Giants can hold their own. We haven't seen Jacksonville be like super efficient on offense and they've been decent on defense. Although they took all my fucking money last week by playing the Jags D but, uh, but I actually think this is like a pretty gross spot for like almost everyone involved in this game. I might be interested in Wandell at 4,500 just because yeah. he needs some salary yeah. savings. Where's he at on here? Where's old Wandell? Why? Run the Sims is not putting respect on Wandell's name. They say point four he'll be in the optimizer, but I I see he's electric. I know he didn't wasn't what he only played like thirteen snaps last week or something like that, right? Or maybe it was thirteen routes or something like that. But he did not play a ton, so uh, maybe that's what they're factoring in. It's hard to score points when you're not on the field. A wise man once told me. Uh, Saquon- yeah, the other reason he's not like projecting that well in their optimizer is the inputs. His target share they only have him at a ten percent target share. They have him at like a less target share than Marcus Johnson, Richie mm-hmm. James, almost the same as David Sills, who literally runs wind sprints. Can I get you um, on some uh, Christian Kirk, who's finally back down into the five thousands, which is where Christian Kirk belongs? Don't 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 you feel like he's? I mean, he's shown that he can do well in this offense. Yes, he's been shitty for like three or four weeks, but fifty nine hundred dollar Chris Kirk, Christian Kirk uh, kind of does it for me. I don't know. I don't think his ceiling is much higher than like fourteen points, honestly. That's my biggest worry. I don't think he's winning you a GPP. Of course, I fucking said that about Andy Dalton on Thursday Night Football, and Andy Dalton shoved his great big cock down my throat. So what the fuck do I know? <laughs> what, what a statement from John. All right. So fuck this game, I guess, is where we're going, right? Um, even the defenses are too high to consider. All right, fine. We're moving on. Is Jonathan Taylor back? Because I'm reading that he's going to be back. Is he going to yeah, be limited? he has to be. You know, he practiced in full this week. I think he has to be back. I so why this that, team needs him to be at eighty one hundred? Why does the optimizer hate him? What the hell am I missing here? Mm, let's see what his input look like. His input's good. Um, they must. Yeah, be. no, his input's looking good. Uh, I think it's just the low team total, only twenty points. Do you think it has anything to do with Matt Ryan? Is like you know the the new Tom Brady, and he's unstoppable, and he throws for four hundred yards and three touchdowns now. There's so no- let me tell you, I built one lineup already this week, and it's a Matt Ryan set. Oh, you're so gross. In this game? I literally only wanted to see how it would work. I'm, I'm not going to do it. I was just building, but I, uh, I actually did like the way it fit together. You have too much free time if you're just making Matt Ryan lineups for fun. I don't know <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you. Well, so I actually, I actually really like. I was listening to, um, oh, I can't remember the fucking dude's name. I feel real bad. But he was talking about like just basically building lineups to get a feel for how the slate works together and like what pieces work together and just sort of like what roster construction you get funneled into just by like playing around building lineups and you know had some downtime so i was building some lineups all right so tell the only me, one i saved was a matt ryan lineup so tell me why jonathan taylor's not the nuts this week 8100 for a dude that just feels i hate to use this term but do is that like tell me why he's not the nuts play here is tennessee like the world's best run defense or something no i think he's a fair play um i think i think the general trend this season though has been to pay down at running back and pay up at wide receiver, um, like both in terms of what has been having success and what the field is doing. Um, so I would guess you can get him at pretty low ownership. I, let me see what, uh, what I've got. He's, he'll be less than 10%, I bet. Yeah, I was wonder if he was going to be and five, eight- which is like almost starting to get to be the D. Henry rule. Is there anybody else you like from this game? Michael Pittman seems like a pretty high leverage play. Yeah, when I built stacks, I had a Ryan Pittman Pierce stack. Um, and it was pretty decent with the bring back of uh, Nico Collins. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. I like that. Um, so I think what's interesting wait. in this game. Oh, I'm sorry. Not Nico. Yeah, I was going to say was Nico Collins. Like, who the stack. fuck are they playing? I was looking. Like, no, no, no. This was the Robert Woods stack. I have. I had, actually, Nico is in that lineup, but he, uh, he goes with my Vegas. Uh, I think I've got. 
can't remember who I have in Vegas. Probably Josh Jacobs. <laughs> so as a one-off, is there any one-offs you would play from this game? I think Alec Pierce is interesting. It's like a slate where I've been trying to find dudes that are going to get value or get uh, get some run. I think he showed on that primetime game that he can that he can ball for a mm-hmm. you know rookie. He uh, he can run some routes and make some moves. So um, I think he could get there on volume at forty six hundred. I, I don't mind Alec Pierce. I would agree with that one. Let's move on to Green Bay and Washington. Uh, very oh. low, very low total. Um, man. I, I got to tell you, this is this is this is coming out of nowhere. I feel like Alan Lazard is due for a thirty-point week. Do you know Alan Lazard has had over a hundred yards or a touchdown in every game he's been healthy for the last six or eight weeks? Well, if you're, I mean, if you're telling me that Alan Lazard is the greatest wide receiver ever, I already know that. That's why I'm saying he's going to get thirty. That's a really weird, word. really really weird way to spell Romeo Dobbs. Yeah, right. You, oh, you like? Oh, wait. Are we about to do another bet? I'm pretty sure you're already into me for like six millimaker tickets. Um, <laughs> do you, you want to go Lazard versus Dowds? Well, I would take Dowd straight up. Yeah. All right. Cool. I'll take Lazard. He's our, do wait. You want right. to go double or nothing on the six you already owe me? I think I owe you. I think I owe you two. Okay. Although well, I'm not even sure because I wrote down Duvernay over, and then I didn't write who you picked. So someone that uh, beat you. That's who. That's who I picked. Someone that beat. All Duvernay. I know is Duvernay scored 1.8 points that week. So you I heard it here. We're double or nothing, me. everybody. I've got Lazard versus Dowd. Straight fantasy points. That's all we're going. Oh, love DK it. DK points. Right. Yep. Tell me why you love Dowd so much. Oh, I don't. I actually don't like this offense in general. I think Green Bay might be a train wreck, but uh, I think Dobbs is just ten more talented than Lazard. I'll, I'll take him over uh, over Lazard. Plus, he's cheaper. I mean, not that it has anything to do with our bet, but in terms of DFS, he's cheaper as well. Um, honestly, I don't know that this is a game I want to get to. I keep hearing like a lot of the industry talking about this is like a get right spot for Aaron Rodgers, and I get the Commanders are bad, but like seventy six hundred dollars Aaron Rodgers. I can't do that. That's a that, – oh, wait, wait. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I looked, That's Aaron Jones. Sorry. Where the hell is Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers. He's 5,600. Oh, 6,000. He's 6,000. That's, that's, I'm sorry, 600. Yeah, yeah. that's, 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 that's much. Now. I was like, Aaron Rodgers at 7,600 is laughable. But at 6,000, that, that's not that bad. And you know what? I do – if I'm going to run him, I don't mind stacking him with Tanyan. I don't mind stacking him with Dowds, and I don't mind stacking him with Lazard. So he has three nice pass catchers to rotate. You just got to hope Green Bay doesn't get stuck in that circle of just running the shit out of the ball. Yeah, or that they actually can have any sort of efficiency on offense. They looked absolutely miserable last week in Lambeau. So um, Vegas doesn't seem to think they're going to be very efficient in this game with a 41-point total. Yeah, and and it's also like the commanders. Do we really think they're going to do their part to make this like a game that you need to have? I can see the Packers putting up maybe their 24 share, but unless Rodgers throws four touchdowns, I don't know. Can I just put this out there? I think Taylor Heineke is the highest – uh, optimizer leverage play out there at quarterback this week. How do you feel about that, John? I want absolutely zero to do with that. All right. Let's move on to a game that I like. Uh, finally, a game I like. I, I literally have zero. You feel like I don't have big opinions on the first five games because I didn't fucking like them. It's pretty simple. Uh, but I do like this game. Uh, Cleveland versus Baltimore. I think we that people do this so often every year where they kind of get in their head that this team is like this because it's how they've been for the past couple seasons, and they fail to grasp what teams are this season, right? And we always think of Cleveland as like this grinded-out, good gritty defense type of team for the last couple of years, but like their defense isn't that good. And I feel, and like their offense actually is surprisingly can score and moves a little bit. And so like, I feel like this game, Lamar could go wild. And at the same time, Cleveland could push them. I like this game. There you go. Tell me, tell me why I'm wrong. Um, no, I don't think you're wrong. I think Cleveland has one of the best offensive lines in football and Baltimore has injuries on their defense. So I could see Cleveland doing their part to make this a game. I also think it's pretty interesting. Uh, Mark Andrews is like not getting steam. He's been injured this mm-hmm. week and just started practicing in Friday, which I guess today or yesterday. Well, we're recording on Friday, so today. Um, <clears throat> but I think Andrews is pretty interesting. He's shown like uber alpha all season. And now people are going to be like somewhat hesitant on him because he had a few weeks of like or a few days of veteran rest, presumably. I mean, like we don't know that he was actually like hurt, hurt. Um, like it's the middle of the season, people are fucking all hurt. So. Isn't isn't, ba- okay isn't Bateman back this week? Why am I not seeing Bateman on here? Bateman's back. Mm, no, I think he's still limited in practice. I don't think we've got a clear indication oh, he's going to be I back. Was, I could have sure. swore I read before I came on here he was back. That that made me like this game that much more. I feel like Bateman is 
a noticeably better wide receiver than Duvernay, and he just makes the Ravens' offense that much better. And I think I read J.K. Dobbins is done, right? Yeah, he's out. He's going to get yeah. some surgery. Yeah, he's having like a serious surgery, like four to six weeks surgery. Yeah, so I mean, then Kenyon Drake then is like somewhat mm-hmm. interesting. I can't see Fat Mike Davis doing anything, and so if Kenyon Drake's going to be the only running back in this like Baltimore Ravens, can you stack? Can you stack him with Lamar? Uh, probably not. I don't know. I uh, like the reason I would be playing Kenyon Drake, I think is like a, uh, efficiency more than anything, because in a team or in a quarterback situation with a mobile or in a team situation with a mobile quarterback, these like middling running backs can actually have a fair amount of success because like teams are concerned about shutting down mm-hmm. Lamar and like Kenyon's almost an afterthought. Right. And so, um, I actually think that's like a pretty interesting pivot. I assume you'll get him at zero ownership almost. Um, and at 5,100 and slate that needs value, Kenyon Drake's pretty interesting. If I just ran Lamar and Andrews in 100% of my lineups this week, crazy? No, I support that. I even like the runbacks. I like Cooper and Najoku as runbacks. And I got to tell you, Donovan Peoples-Jones, old DPJ, starting to starting to show a little bit. Starting to show a little bit. Am, am I talking I myself into a Am those. I talking myself into a Jacoby Brissett stack right now? Is that what I'm doing? I much prefer the Lamar side. Well, of course, really? but I think they are good runbacks. You, you prefer Lamar over Brissett? How brave of you! How brave of you, sir! Point adjusted. I still prefer <laughs> Lamar or dollar adjusted. All right, Atlanta, Cincinnati. What, hey, do we have any word on T. Higgins? He's back, right? He got ten targets last week. If he played last week, he's full participant, so he's going to be back. It seems like Cincinnati's offense really started to figure something out last week. Um, Jamar Chase had the big week last week. Higgins still had ten targets. Is this not like T. Higgins goes off week? So that's been the industry narrative this week, and I sort of hate it because it does make a lot of sense, um, especially because Atlanta's been pretty good against number one wide receivers. And so to the extent we think Jamar gets jammed up, like we just saw last week, um, number ones gets jammed up and then Josh Palmer gets peppered with targets, right? And the big Mike just basically disappears. Um, and so I think, I, I mean, it's not exactly the same situation with Arizona's pa- uh, past defense. They're not like, there's, you know, there's no certain over there shutting people down. But um, I think, think this is like that's a pretty decent narrative to buy into that Jamar gets shut down and T has a game but I think that's like a pretty popular narrative so I would want to probably mix in like a Hayden Hurst into that stack or even a mix in maybe into that stack just to like try to be a little bit different I think if you stack Burrow Chase Higgins you're going to be super uh with the field can Atlanta push the Bengals to get a Burrow stack there Mariota's been like decent at times i uh i'm hesitant to say yes actually this is shaping up as one of those chalk games right just look at all that ownership right higgins chase mixon burrow they're uh even even uh drake london and hayden hurst are getting pretty decent ownership and kyle pitts that's a lot of ownership in one game right so this this game seems a little chalky so if you're not in love with this game this could be a pretty bold game to fade right or just get a little piece of maybe in a different way maybe go play tyler algier or something like that yeah, I think that's exactly the way that I'll be approaching this game. Is I, I don't think I'll be playing Burrow stacks. He burned me last week, and I I don't think I'm going to chase that um, performance again. Yeah, Mixon, so Mixon. I think, I, it, I think Mixon would be a good way to get some of this game. He could go off, and Burrow and the receivers could have pretty meddling games if if Mixon goes off. I think that's a really good point. And then on the other side, if you're looking for a pivot off Drake London to the extent he's going to get ownership, I, I still want to watch that because I actually like Drake London quite a bit. But if he's going to get ownership, you could play. Uh, Ola Media Zayakeas, or whatever the fuck this dude's name is. We saw him catch a touchdown last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I mean, if you're looking just for another person that's a body in that offense. I will tell you, I've been following my rule this year. Don't play second and third receivers in shitty offenses. He <laughs> would definitely qualify as that. And it's been working out well. So that guy is not getting in the big guys' lineups. Um, <laughs> this, uh, so uh, Mariota, could, we, could you run a Mariota stack? Man, I, I think I've burned my Mariota dollars for the season. If you're playing the Millie Maker, you can definitely play a Mariota stack. Um, well, he just actually, he just doesn't get a lot of volume. That's the problem. He has to get a lot done with his legs because he just hardly passes, and he doesn't chunk it down the field very much when he does. What's the Atlanta DST cost? Twenty four hundred. I think I like playing the Atlanta DST some too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, give me. They'll be in the rotation for sure. 
All right, let's talk about uh, the worst afternoon game. I think that is not a very bold statement on my part. The Jets versus the Broncos. Brees Hall just continue to be a badass. Or is he going to slow down? What do you think? 6,200 is a very fair price tag. I got that as a 4 o'clock game. Yeah, no, uh, sorry. Yep. We're, we're in the Lord's time zone here. You live over in Slapdick time, so it's the 4 o'clock over there. It's 3 o'clock here in the Lord's time zone. Oh, I thought you said it was the last early game. Sorry, I no, misheard no, no. you. The f- gotcha. I, I okay, think, so I don't think that's what I said. I I, th- I feel like you just wanted to besmirch the Lord's time zone. That's what I feel like. <laughs> You're lucky this ain't um, a Sunday or you fucking burst into flames. So this game is interesting. We're probably going to have Brett Rippian starting for the Broncos. Um, Russ is a game time decision. I think Russ did is his like, dad play in a Super Bowl. I don't know. Is that the Redskins old that... quarterback Mark Rippian? You don't remember him? How old do you think I am, sir? Dude, I'm two years younger than me, and I remember him. Okay, well, no. The answer is no. I don't remember who this dude is that won Washington Commanders a Super Bowl. Pretty sure they, they beat. The pretty Commanders. sure they beat my Bills. I think that was what ninety one or ninety two. Get a life. Get a life, pal, sir. Ninety one. I was five years old. When I was five, I already have fucking baseball stats memorized. I don't want to hear it. Uh, okay. I wasn't building DFS lineups in my spare time. I, w- I was. I was knee deep in a in a in a keeper league. Uh, all right, Garrett I was Wilson. At Christian school, and I had other worries. Garrett Wilson. You like him at all? Uh, With Elijah Moore being a bitch and saying trade me, you gotta like him, right? So that's really interesting. So I keep seeing updates from uh, Underdog saying he's not going to play, but then Underdog will add like a snarky comment at the end, like, "But the Jets still aren't going to fucking trade him." <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> hey relax underdog yeah <laughs> um, quit tipping your hand brother like how do you really feel about this shit underdog because <laughs> yeah. uh they're like elijah moore is sitting because he's whiny and wants to be traded but can, the jets say fuck him you're sitting on our team until november can i tell you that i'm shocked so, that court or that the the jets defense is only 12 percent? that seems like a smash chalk spot right there for the 2600 hundred dollar jets defense against a backup quarterback they will be higher on than that. I've actually heard a couple people in the industry already talking about them being a really good play, particularly if Russ doesn't play. Yeah. Um, I bet you the Jets will be 15 plus percent. But like, man, we've seen the Jets be a good defense and they they're a defense minded team against an offense that is fucking dog shit. And so uh, this is like one of those opportunities where you need to be cognizant that this is going to get steamed up. But if you have a lead off of the one o'clock games, pump the Jets D and fist pump. Let's go. But if you don't have a lead, you probably can't play them. So you need to be thoughtful of that. Is this Greg Dolchich 18% projected ownership a real thing? Because if it is, I'm going to fucking fall over laughing. Yeah, man, we saw him on. Uh, I know we were all game. over. We killed it at Monday Night Football. We don't fucking overreact because a guy caught one pass when they forgot to guard him. Yeah, so I think that's where we talked about the two other twenty seven hundred dollar guys that I think make a ton of sense as pivots off a of cheap Greg Dolchish at twenty five hundred and eighteen percent ownership. Get the fuck out of here! Get out of here! Let's we're- see what uh, what I've got him at. Just like curiosity. Um. Man, so like if if Russ is out, we can't even consider Sutton or Judy, right? I wasn't going to consider Sutton or Judy before Russ oh. was going to be out. All right, we're moving on. We're moving. Yeah, on. I've got him at fifteen percent, just that's, under fifteen percent ownership. So what are we doing? What are we doing? All right, whatever. Houston and Vegas. Everybody's going to play Josh Jacobs. If you play Josh Jacobs, what percentage do you need to play him at so that you're not a piece of shit that's eat, that's paying the rake? So I guess that's probably not the exact answer. And I feel like in golf, I have like a harder stance on this in NFL. You need to be like, I'm okay playing under on the field. And, but I think you need to be extremely thoughtful. in when you do play him, like, again, this is a four o'clock game. So you shouldn't be playing him in lineups that you haven't already smashed on. And I think he's fine to like put in, but at his price tag, $6,500, you need to have a thoughtful plan. Are you going to pivot just to Damian Pierce, but he's still got, you know, some ownership, maybe half the ownership, or are you going to try to like go down to Kenneth Walker at a ton of ownerships? You can't really go there. So you, you can't go to Eckler because Eckler's way too expensive. So, so basically now you're talking about putting him in the flex and going to a wide receiver, or you can go Jeff Wilson and hope he still has a role once CMC is in town. Um, like it's just not a lot of good pivots. So you're sort of, once you put them into your lineups, you need to be, I guess, yeah, like you said, you need to have a wide receiver pivot probably. Yep. Um, 
or you can get a little bit of an ownership break going to Pierce at $100 less, but it's or, not going to be massive. Or make sure you discount. always pair him with somebody else that's expen- like decently expensive in the afternoon, so then you could maybe you know move to O.J. Howard or whoever you want, whatever punt, and then an expensive guy, too, to mix it up. Yeah, then you could get Eckler that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that's another thoughtful point. Like you need you need to have a plan, though. I don't think you can just build a lineup with the thought, like you said, set it and forget it with Josh Jacobs in your lineup and just you know hope things go your way or whatever. Like you play the Jets defense and Josh Jacobs, and you just you know the one o'clock slate happens and you don't make any decisions based on the information you gained from the one o'clock slate. I think you're doing yourself a big disservice. Could I talk you into a David Carr stack? And then just hope that it's a they're they're a passing fest and Josh Jacobs only gets twelve points. Um, that's pretty interesting. I'd probably just rather play Devontae naked, but um, I think that's that's like pretty interesting. Um, Fifty nine hundred car is and, definitely viable, and Renfro is a very appealing uh, stack with him. And uh, the island of uh, Doctor Moreau is very interesting. He has some really cheap stack options, and it frees up your lineup to go do some pretty creative stuff with the other positions. So, Run the Sims doesn't have an injury tag, but I was like ninety percent sure Renfro is not playing this week. Who's not? Um, oh, is he not? Well, I I will notice they just had Russell Wilson on there too. Yeah, so it's saying that Renfro did not practice. Well, I mean, doesn't that just open up more value? Isn't doesn't yeah, that where I, I make our boy Mac the nuts again? Yeah, I mean, you could play a Adams Mac stack. So, um, so, so why this? this why this is double potent? Is if my car stack gets there, right? I go run him out with with uh, Devonte and Collins or whoever Moreau, whoever I want the two guys, and he gets both those pass catchers there. It's very little chance that Car and two pass catchers get there, and Josh Jacobs still has the kind of game that could break a slate. So it's like I unless he's catching a touchdown or two. Exactly, but I said it's rare. I didn't say impossible. So. Um, that's a way to really, really get different, right? Like if those if those guys are doing well, it usually means Josh Jacobs isn't doing so well. Yeah, and that's exactly like the type of stuff that you should be thinking about in terms of winning a slate is if 30% of the field is going to play Josh Jacobs, like you can get a huge amount of leverage playing a different angle of this game and not playing Jacobs because the like exactly what you said, the games that Jacobs has a smash game, well, those lineups you built are dead where you didn't play them. Those lineups are fucking dead. And so it doesn't matter. And then on the, line, the times where he doesn't have a smash game, you jump 30% of the field. And like in talking of getting out of that middle of the fucking tournament where you're, you're either like competing for a min cash or like, you know, finishing 55th percentile or whatever and not cashing, like playing 30% Jacobs is a large part of the reason why you finish in the middle of the field. So I think we just decided I'm running a Derek Karstack. Thanks, big guy. Appreciate it. Like I like where you're at tonight. All right. Uh, highest over under Seattle and the Chargers. When I first looked at this slate, I said, I am playing a Justin Herbert stack. I don't give a fuck about anything else in this world. He's actually starting to look pretty good. I love stacking him with Eckler because he throws to Eckler, I believe, every other play they run. Uh, and he has, if, if, if Keenan Allen's out, they have pretty concentrated usage at the wide receiver spot. Um, I think they're going to be out too. Who? Josh Palmer. Oh shit, Palmer's out too. Damn. Yeah, so that so really he, opens up some value. Got, oh, sorry, I mean talk over you. I, I think he actually got concussed on that play we were talking about. Yeah, and he which, played like, the whole game. Pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he literally did this with his head. Like he was like, "Oh, my fucking brain." And they're like, "Get back in there. Let's run a slant." Um so um <laughs> it's just, you know, it's like you always say, "Hey, at least it's just his brain that's hurt." It'd be terrible if yeah, it was a hamstring or something serious. Um yeah, Exactly. Uh, okay. So, I mean, you're telling me that a guy like DeAndre Carter is about to just be a fucking smash play with my Herbert and Eckler stack. And I still got I Big that's Mike. that's fair, but I assume you're going to get Big Mike super low owned too. People saw him, like, get totally shut down in that primetime game. So, I, I can see Big Mike coming in really low owned. So, if you want to stack Herbert, I just stack Big Mike. He's the alpha there. I think he's, like, in a good spot to get a bounce back game. Like, big dogs like that. I mean, not that he's, like, been a historic stud for too long, but... He is the number one here right now, and number ones don't want to have back-to-back shit games. I can assure you, there's plenty of ego involved that, like th- those dudes, don't want to have two bad games in a row. Let me ask you something. I see Kenneth Walker the third here. He is showing negative twenty-one percent leverage, which is how owned he'll be versus how often he shows up in the optimals. That's one of the lowest numbers I have ever seen. Why does the optimizer hate Kenneth so much? I mean, yeah, I'm not sure. He has like a good role in that offense. It's not like anyone's really like jumping at him for carries. I'm gonna, and it's not the Chargers aren't necessarily world beaters in terms of uh, defense. 
I'm going to guess his team only has 22 points. Uh, so his like share of fantasy points isn't super high. But at, at 5,800, I'm surprised he's not hitting off most, like closer to 17 or 18%. That's what I would think. Uh, 5,800 is a very fair price for a guy that's looked as good as he has in that offense with the role that he has carved out with a high total. Yeah, I mean, team watch the tape. That dude looks explosive. He's like doing things in backfields that like CMC does, like just making space for himself, uh, like really having amazing vision in terms of like slowing down and then exploding when he needs to. Um, like I, he's one of the guys I, I really regret not having more of in my best ball portfolio. So if I'm going to run a Herbert stack, who's the best run backs from Seattle? DK. <laughs> Do you DK. say that every week? You is, know I love DK. Is he ever going to produce? I don't know, but that dude's a fucking grown man, dude. All right, you say that every week too, and he fucking he puts up stats like a little whiny bitch. Um, all right, you in or out? I'm just saying, I'm glad it was Andy Dalton's little wiener, not DK Metcalf's giant wiener that got rammed down my throat. <laughs> a lot of wiener talk down your throat tonight. Okay, Tyler Lockett, 5800. He didn't practice Thursday. Do you have any updates on his injury status? No, I, I, I don't. You never like to see did not practice, did not practice, limit practice like that. Feels like he's just trying to gut it out. Yep. If he's going to be uber chalk, I'm fine to not play uber chalk Tyler against like a team that I think's better against the pass than they are against the run. Um, no, nah, I'm good on Tyler Lockett. All right, let's get to the last game: Kansas City versus San Francisco. Who's you got? Hey, so stepping back to that game real quick, if Noah Fans got an injury designation, but I think he's like slowly think, showing he's actually. I think Run the Sims is just running a little behind today. I think Justin got a little busy because there's been a lot of these that have been off. So I wouldn't read too much into that. Okay, good. Because I, I think I like Fant better than Disley. I think he's like, I mean, we know he's more athletic than Disley, but yeah. I think he's uh, showing that he can be the, the preferred guy. pass catching option there. For sure. All right, last one Kansas City, San Francisco. Boy, this seems like a really good game. Seems like a really good game. Is this finally the one where Kittle goes ape shit? Is this is this our random thirty burger from Kittle? Uh, I don't know, but I really like this game, and I don't think you're going to have ownership on really either side of the ball. Like Debo Samuel looks like he may be the only player that gets any kind of real ownership, which seems like an absolute sin on this slate. Like we don't have a ton of alphas. There's not like any spots where I'm jumping up and down to play. So why don't I just play one of the best quarterbacks in football at like four or five percent yeah and who would you stack him with i mean i only want to stack him with kelsey is the problem i don't really trust any of their receivers juju had his random one spike week so his stats don't look so laughable uh mvs had his random big week two weeks ago who are you stacking him with so predominantly it would be kelsey but I, i do want to mix and match some of these other guys i probably would do a fair amount of double stacks some singles with just kelsey but a lot of doubles with Kelsey and then one of these other guys, either Juju, MBS, Hardman. I'd even throw some Sky in my Millie, Ma- Millie Maker lineups. Uh, we haven't seen him like get a ton of usage yet, but it's coming. Uh, for it's thir- coming. As we're getting to that point of the season where the rookies start to get a little bit more involved. Yeah, and I wouldn't play him like I wouldn't ever just play a Sky one-off. But in my Mahomes stacks, I think it's worth taking a shot on Sky and Big Field stuff. Um, I mean, you're going to get him at no ownership and he's value. Um, or well, he's cheap. I don't know that he's value. I think he needs to have a role to be value, but he's at least cheap. And if he hits, he's value. So um, I actually really like this Kansas City side of the ball. And I'm like trying to build lineups earlier. I think Herbert and uh, Herbert and Mahomes may be my only quarterbacks, unless I go one cheap, like either a uh, Ryan or Car. Uh, Car. Car. Yeah, yeah there it Car. is. Come over to the dark side. All right, but, uh, if you um, do run a Kansas City stack, who's your favorite run back? I assume Debo and Ayuk, right? And Kittle. Well, oh, are you going to run a double tight end? Are you okay with that as long as it's Kittle and Kelsey? Yeah, I'm totally fine with a Kittle-Kelsey double. I'm actually good with Kittle. I'm good with chasing that Ayuk ceiling game again. I don't think anyone's going to go back to him. Mm-hmm. I think it's fine to play him again. Um, He's going to have Debo four of them expensive. during the year. Why can't it just be back-to-back weeks? Yeah, absolutely. Um and then I want to hear what they say is going to happen with Jeff Wilson and CMC. Um, I'm going to guess CMC is like a god awful play and probably just like can't be played. You can't. I, I, but, thought, I uh, thought I already saw DraftKings said you can't play him. Did they say you can I, play I him? I saw okay, some little notice at the top. I thought it, and normally when they put that out there, it says if you play this guy, you'll get no points, dipshit. That's usually what it says. So I, I don't even. <laughs> I didn't even read it. I just assume that's what it said. 
Let's see. CMC has been traded to San Francisco. He will not approve, accrue points for Carolina. Please check your dip lineups. Shit. Don't forget so to read the mean, dipshit part. Dipshit. But I don't care if he accrues points for Carolina. Can he accrue points for fucking San Francisco? Exactly right. Damn you, DraftKings. I got a new host. I got a new question, I got a new host today. Shout out to my new DK host, you motherfucker. Um, okay. He said he would watch the show. We'll see. We'll see if he watches it. Um, all right. Shoot that mother father a note or let's test him. Hey, if you're watching DK host, you better text me. If, yeah. You better text me if you're watching this and say, good show, you mother father. All right. Uh, let's and also see. tell us the rule on whether or not, uh, a dude can accrue points after being traded. Yeah. Let us know some rules. Hey, I want to just take a second and give a shout out to all my patrons. The reason that I am able to do all these things and uh, make uh, good, high quality videos and hopefully entertain you a little bit is because I have a whole bunch of mother fathers over on my Patreon. Uh, they, I give them tons of extra content. We do special, me and John do special streams for them. Very cool over there. If it's something you're interested in, hey, come check it out. It's right here. It's right here. It'll be in the description of this video. Also, while you're there, go get in that free contest for tomorrow and win a free lineup. Uh, I, I put, look at this. Look at this. It's called the Holy Grail. I put this together for them. You don't have time to sit here and and analyze these things for 58 hours a week like me and loser john do well i make this for you and let you know here's what here's your cash plays here's your one-offs here's your correlations here's your uh guys to stack and uh you know break it all down for you color code it it's pretty here's the games to attack all the good shit right uh if you're interested in that there you go let's go ahead and spin the wheel real quick you mother fathers this is for millie maker ticket with me and john let's see who is going to be a millionaire when i, I know that guy winning for you Congratulations, your mother, father. Uh, me and you are making a ticket. Reach out to me. I think that's it. John, you got anything you want to conclude? Um, No, not really. I guess we got to hit the one guys we're definitely playing, the one guy we're definitely not playing. Oh, there it is. I do that. See, I don't even know my own fucking shtick. Here we go, John. Who is the one guy you are definitely playing this week? Oh, man, you're going to put me right on the spot. But the one guy I'm definitely playing this week, I think, is going to be Kenneth Walker. The, wow. Okay. Well, then, fuck you. If you're gonna, if you're gonna be a wiener, I'm gonna re-wiener up. The one guy I am definitely playing this week. Oh shit. I was gonna say Josh Jacobs, but then I just remembered I want to do a car stack. So fuck him. Uh, I got to change my answer on the fly. The one guy I am definitely playing this week is Justin Herbert. I'm playing Herbert stacks. There's no way you're getting me off of it. I said it at the start of the week. I'm gonna follow my gut. Some would say that's a lot of feeling. Who is the one guy that you were definitely not playing this week, John? So Big Mike was the guy I was debating as my definitely playing. So I like the Herbert call. Um, I think I'm definitely going to play Herbert Big Mike stack. So I think that's uh, that's pretty reasonable. Um, the guy I'm definitely not playing. It's tough. I like I want to say Josh Jacobs. I think like that is the smart answer, right? In terms of GPP, bro, fade the super own Josh Jacobs. Oh, I've got the answer. Um, especially because I'm already going to play Kenneth Walker, but I think it's probably CD. I think CD is just wow. too high owned. I really want to play that, and I want to stack Dak. And so if I stack Dak, I'll probably get some CD in. But man, he's going to be so. How many high quarterbacks are you stacking this week, Core? The only correct answer here, and the only correct answer is the one guy I'm definitely not playing this week. Greg Dolchich, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Greg Dolchich, what the fuck are y'all doing with your lives? Jesus. All right. Maybe, I mean, maybe he'll hit, but that's not the point. Even if he does, whatever. Hey, I've enjoyed this time with you guys. I hope you enjoy this show. If you have any questions, feel free to shoot me a, 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 a tweet over on the Twitter, a direct message. I leave them open. I'm not a dickhead. I don't big guy you. There's the uh, Degenerate 75. Here's my schedule. I do a lot of fucking content. Come check it out. Going to be at 1,700 subscribers this weekend, not even six months old. Tell a friend about us, you mother father. That's what else is grow. I hope you've enjoyed this show, but more importantly, I hope you enjoy my outro. Mm -hmm.